Hello and welcome to the Carolina Weather Group for this Wednesday, December the 16th, 2020. I'm James Brierton. We had hoped to be bringing you tonight our year-end interview with the Weather Channel's Jim Cantori, but as you might imagine, weather duties have called and Jim is up in Pennsylvania covering the intensifying snowstorm that you'll remember did bring rain, freezing rain, ice to parts of the Carolinas earlier this morning. Well, now it's dumping feet of snow in portions of the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. So we hope to catch up with Jim here soon and uh, probably will be kicking off our 2021 year with our interview from Jim Cantori. Also coming up in the new year, we'll have an interview bringing you inside Frying Pan Shoals just off the coast of the Carolinas. We have that interview already in the can, already done. And if you're already a supporter of the Carolina Weather Group on patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group, you can unlock early access to that episode right now. Let's begin this hour by talking a little bit about what we saw in the Carolinas today. We saw ice across portions of the Carolinas, mainly in the higher elevations of western North Carolina, areas like Asheville, Boone, Blowing Rock, but even as far east into the Triad as Winston-Salem, Greensboro, and even Elon coming in with just a thin coating of ice that was as far east as any of those reports came. Now here in the Charlotte area, we saw mostly rain, some freezing rain because the air temperature was just warm enough to bring us that liquid precipitation instead of that frozen precipitation. It all came down to just very minor air temperature differences in all of those layers of the atmosphere. And here tonight with an explainer is Chris Mulcahy, meteorologist with WCNC Charlotte. He filed this story earlier in the day with them, and we're happy to be able to share it to you now. An explainer about that warm nose you hear us talk about. Here's Chris Mulcahy of WCNC Charlotte. For the first time this season, we had accumulating ice in the mountains and foothills. Freezing rain was mixing with some very light sleet, just creating a miserable icy start to the day. The roads and sidewalks were being salted before the sun came up today here in the mountains. Some freezing fog started off early morning, followed by light freezing rain forming little icicles on elevated surfaces. Most of the Charlotte area saw rain, but due to the high pressure system to our north, cold air damming kept things colder closer to the mountains. The whole reason why we have freezing rain is from what's called a warm nose. About two to 10,000 feet up in the atmosphere, snow will fall through a warmer layer of air. That's going to cool it into super cool droplets. And once it falls to the surface, well, it's going to freeze on contact with below freezing surfaces. Luckily, precipitation was not as heavy in the mountains for most of the morning, which limited the amount of accumulating ice. Cars were still covered and the morning was far from nice, but this could have been a lot worse. The final totals for most of the area ranged to a few hundredths of an inch to around a tenth of an inch of ice. The only good news about freezing rain is that it's a limited process, and that means that once you have freezing rain at the surface, it actually releases some warmer energy back into the atmosphere, which eventually warms us back above freezing. Reporting here in Boone, I'm meteorologist Chris Mulcahy. Thanks to WCNC Charlotte and Chris Mulcahy for that explanation of what we saw today. And it's an occurrence we see time and time again with winter storms, especially here in the Carolinas, where we can be right on that borderline between liquid precipitation and frozen precipitation. Now that brings us back to an interview we had in Halloween time of 2019 with Chief Meteorologist of WCNC Charlotte, Brad Panovich, and sister station uh, WFMY in Greensboro with Tim Buckley. They were on this show talking about some of their winter weather forecasting rules and gripes. Here's a look back. Tim, you've, I've seen this circulated around. I actually quite like it. Uh, tell us a little bit about the rules 
for consuming winter weather information and um, winter weather in general in your neck of the Carolinas. Oh gosh. So, so I, I, I call these Tim's snow rules. They could also be called Tim is grumpy when winter happens. And these are things to avoid to keep you less grumpy. Um, basically they're, they're just rules of sanity, how to stay sane in the winter months. And uh, if you've lived here any period of time, and I'm, I'm only a 10 year Carolina person here, I'm not a lifer, um, but you, you come to understand a lot of, of kind of what it takes to get real deal snow around here. Not talking about flurries, but if you're looking for a legit system, there are a couple of general rules and a couple of general things that you gotta have. Um, so I think we have my rules pulled up here on the screen. I'll just kind of go down one by one. Some of these are tongue in cheek. Uh, rule number one, it's hard for it to snow in North Carolina. And obviously we get snow every year. Um, we, we do to some degree. Last year it was only once for me in Greensboro. Uh, but you, you, it's still hard for it to snow. And what I mean by that is you need a couple of different ingredients to come together at the same time. You need a lot of moisture, number one. In the wintertime, where does moisture usually come from? It usually comes from the south. Well, we already live in the south. And when you get moisture coming in from the south, it's usually warm also. So you also need cold air to meet up with that moisture, and they're usually two competing forces, which is why we get far more cold rain in the wintertime than we do snow. You basically need a perfect setup to funnel in cold air on the ground at the same time, getting moisture aloft that's still below freezing so you don't get sleep, not ice. It's complicated. That's, that's rule number one. It's hard for it to snow in North Carolina. Rule number two, at least for my area and most areas too, the cold air almost always has to be here first. And what I mean by that, you're not going to have a rainmaker where it's 50 degrees and then it gets down to 28 degrees and it instantly changes over to the most beautiful fluffy snow you've ever seen. That's a fool's errand. And we see that in the computer models every year, especially you look at the GFS output and it'll be a big cold front like, like we're seeing tomorrow. It'll look nice and green, and then all of a sudden it changes to blue on the backside. Unless you have like a crazy jet on the backside of that thing, it's not gonna happen. So you need that cold air to be here first, and it's probably gonna be a mostly snow event. Um, beyond that, we start to get into the, the model land, the computer model savvy folks will understand this, but if you're seeing stuff being shared out in social media land, that's a snowfall map in general, especially if it's three days, is away. Rule number three, that's just foolish. Um, please consider the source. I'm not going to show a snow map like that hardly ever. I don't think Brad would either. Most, most degreed meteorologists and folks that are responsible are going to do a little bit more work than that for you. Um, it's usually hype. Um, number four, sleet can ruin everything if you like snow. A little tiny bit of sleet can turn a six inch snowfall forecast into an inch and a half, just like that. Um, and sleet is very, very difficult to pinpoint because it's a narrow layer of warmer than freezing air somewhere between the cloud and the ground. And it's very difficult and it's usually under forecast here, not over forecast. So there's always that sleet factor that you know, kind of can ruin things if you're a snow level, a snow lover, I should say. Uh, rule number five is just don't freak out. People tend to freak out. Don't freak out. It, we get snow every year. We know what to do. It is exciting. It can be fun. It can be a pain, but just try not to freak out. It's okay. Uh, quickly down the rest of the list here, if it's going viral on Facebook, there's a really good chance it's hype. Uh, I can post some silly things that go get shared a million times. I can post a detailed, well-thought-out snowfall forecast. It doesn't get shared as much. It's just the way Facebook works. Keep that in mind. Um, 
The computer models put out more snowstorms than we actually get. That's rule number seven. The computer models probably forecast 50 inches of snow each year for Greensboro. We average about nine. So just keep that in mind. Um, and again, 50 miles can be the difference between something good or something that's nothing. Um, rule number nine, this is just for me. If I'm actually talking about snow, there's a pretty good chance we're actually going to get it. I hate talking about snow when it's a bad chance because people get real excited and it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube of toothpaste. Is that how the saying goes? Either way, if you're talking about snow, people are instantly going to think it's going to snow. So for me, my philosophy is I'm not going to talk about it unless it's a real good chance. So just know that for me, at least in Greensboro. And rule number 10 is just like rule number five. Don't freak out. We'll be fine. You know what to do. Listen to the folks that are giving you the good information and we'll hold your hand and get you ready and hopefully get you at least one or two good snows, uh, maybe more this winter. We'll see. No, Tim, that's great. And, you know, and so much of that, you know, for those of us who are down here along the coast, I mean, a lot of those rules are very much the same. You have to have the resident cold air. You have to have, uh, for us, we need to have a coastal storm. It's really the only way it's going to happen. You know, one of the rules that I would say if I'm adapting your rules to the coast is if you have cold air chasing moisture, forget it. You might see a flake if you're lucky. Um, we need to have a coastal storm. That's what got us that great snow in 2018. Uh, that's what got us the great, that great snow in 1989 here in Charleston. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's really just, just a whole lot of truth to that. And the beauty of it is, is that a lot of that can be compared, you know, I mean, we can adapt, we can adapt those to tropical situations. I mean, I, I, fingers crossed we're done with those now for a little while, but um, you know, really just good rules of thumb just in general for uh, consuming weather information and where to get your weather information and, and listening to smart people like Tim over um, uh, Podunk uh, weather page. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, but, but the 384 GFS is always right, right? But, uh, but yeah, so uh, Evan, um, let's, uh, let's find out about uh, Brad's map. Real quick, Jared, you're making me question why I moved to a, a city where there's only been two worthy, notable snow events in the last 30 years. Uh, you're just well, really playing with me. <laughs> well, just because you come to college here doesn't mean you have to stay here forever. Not that That's we would true. want to lose you. But, <laughs> I get to go um, home in December and see the snow there, I guess. Exactly. So. See, and, and I just sit here just praying for flakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so Brad, you released this map that has got some these little quips that are basically facts and I think it's supposed to be satirical, but it's also <laughs> hilarious and very accurate. Can you tell us a little bit about it? So uh, like many meteorologists, I, I have huge disdain for the farmer's almanac um, because um, as, as, as Tim correctly alluded to about things going viral, it, it seems like they always forecast a cold and snowy winter every single year for every location in the U S and that's the only way to get shared. I joke with people. I said, if I, if, if I forecast a warm and dry winter, nobody would share it, but it could be a hundred percent accurate. Um, so I kind of made this as, as a joke off of what the uh, farmer's almanac put out because some of the stuff they put out, it's like just useless terms. Like, I don't know what that polar coaster thing was. They came out with this year. It's just like a made up term that people love um, so I came up with a map similar to theirs, which is crazy sayings that were kind of joking about snowfall in that part of the country. And I made jokes about bread and milk in the South and the Midwest and the North and uh, Northern Plains. Like how do people even live there in the winter? Um, you know, and how in Florida, like winter is when it drops below 70. And then only people in the DC area would understand this. There's the DC snow hole. 
Um, the snow lovers there will get this. Most of the other people in the country are like, what the heck is he talking about? If you live there, you know that the snow seems to always go around DC and there's so many snow lovers. I think DC is very similar to the Carolinas where they, they love snow, but they, it, they seem to never get it. <laughs> and so there's a joke that the snow goes around there. So I made a joke about that and um, other parts of the country. It's just, it's tongue in cheek, but some of it's based on a little bit of fact and people that live in that part of the country um, tend to love it. And, and I love snow. Let me, don't get me wrong. Cause I, I my first love of meteorology was a blizzard in Ohio. Um, but like Tim, I, when I became a meteorologist and had to forecast for a living, I quickly learned as much as I love snow, I like getting the forecast right more. Um, so you stop wish casting and you start trying to get the forecast correct. I would love to take the highest outlier snowfall map and for that to be reality. But as a meteorologist, I know it's just not going to happen. Um, for every outlier too high, there's an equally low outlier on the bottom side that's equally possible. Like every time I see a, a 12 or 13 inch snowfall forecast, I say, you know, there's an outlier that shows zero. And both of those have the same probability of occurring. Um, so I think oftentimes people get caught up in what they want to happen instead of what is going to happen. Um, so it, as a forecaster around here, you learn to like, always kind of err on the side of caution a little bit. Not that I go conservative because if I think there's going to be a ton of snow, I will. I just know better that for us to get big snowfall, as Tim's rules alluded to, you almost need a perfect setup. Um, my favorite, my, his favorite rule is, is the snow behind the front. I don't know how many times we see that in the GFS where here comes this front and there's like snow, like a hundred miles behind the front cold air chasing the moisture never works out here. I've, I maybe have seen one event where that's actually verified and it was kind of an Arctic front after another front had already gone through. Um, come we refer to those as the Anna fronts, you know, there's, there's every once in a while you'll get one of those, but it's such a rare occurrence And the GFS. For some reason, every cold front in the winter has snow on the backside when we know it's not going to happen. It's just too much drying back there. So, um, that, that map was made for fun, but I love Tim's rules. Those are, those are the common sense things. And, and I think the more you do stuff like that, as Tim does, it really, it gives people confidence. I love when people now will come to me after they see one of those viral Facebook posts about snow and say, Brad, is this legit? And I'll say, what do you think? <laughs> and it's kind of, kind of answers itself. So, um, it's kind of nice when people check with you when they start seeing these crazy forecasts. <laughs> Absolutely. And somebody was just commenting on the stream, uh, laughing at the north of 85 uh, joke on, on the map. But yeah. in reality, that's somewhat true. And well, especially lived in the Carolinas for any lengthy period of time. I mean, yeah, 85 and 40 every single winter. It seems like we're talking about those as the line of, you know, rain, snow. And that's a running joke, especially in the Charlotte area. The last two or three winters, we've had not just a big, like a little difference. I'm talking like northern part of the county north of 85 has had like seven to 10 inches. And the southern part of the county has had like not, next to nothing. Um, and in Mecklenburg County, it's one school district for all of Charlotte. And it's pretty funny because the whole district will be closed if one part of the district gets snow. So there'll be seven inches of snow in Huntersville, North Carolina, and zero down in Pineville. And the whole district will be closed. And the people on the south side are like, why is school closed? And they don't realize the buses have to go through the whole county. If they can't get to the northern part of the county, they're not going anywhere. Um, so that 85 thing is, is kind of a running joke. But it's, I would say a lot of the time it kind of just bears out because that's kind of the demarcation of just where the cold air damming is a little deeper versus where it's a little more shallow. All right, so there's a look back at that uh, interview we recorded with them, Halloween of 2019. Let's talk a little bit more of what we can expect now in the present, in the short term. Here is meteorologist Frank Strait with a look ahead at how the weather played out today 
and what remains in the week ahead. Frank? But as we get underway this evening, uh, you can see a lot of clouds uh, east of the Mississippi right now associated with a uh, strengthening storm system that's uh, pushing through the eastern part of the country, causing a variety of weather. And we saw a variety of weather with it in the Carolinas, too. And it's not done yet. We'll take a quick look at uh, the weather radar as well, uh, showing you that we have a second wave of rain coming through uh, western North Carolina as of uh, early evening. So uh, we will see uh, one more round of wet weather uh, coming through most of the Carolinas tonight. And still, the first batch is generating some thunderstorms and some locally gusty ones uh, over the Outer Bank. We already have seen uh, one uh, tornado warning issued out there. Wouldn't surprise me if we saw another one or two uh, for tonight because conditions are favorable. So stay on your toes here in eastern North Carolina for some possible severe weather. As uh, we saw elsewhere uh, around the Carolinas, it was cold enough for some ice. As expected, the storm behaved pretty much the way we thought it would. Were some pockets uh, where some ice was more substantial, like for example in uh, Saluda, uh, North Carolina, uh, there was uh, enough to uh, ice to bring down a couple of trees and cause some power outages in that area. Uh, but uh, most of the uh, serious icy conditions and uh, slippery travel and uh, tree and power line problems were over northwestern North Carolina, where it was colder for a more prolonged period of time. But anyway, uh, it's warmed up above freezing everywhere now, so uh, no concern for ice tonight. However, uh, moisture uh, wrapping around this storm with uh, colder air pushing in will result in some northwest flow snow kicking off uh, through Wednesday night uh, along the uh, North Carolina mountains. Farther west across the country are mostly clear over the nation's midsection. There's uh, some cloudiness, but uh, nothing substantial. A lot of this is actually snow cover uh, that you see on satellite across the nation's midsection. Another storm you all can see is pushing into the west coast now. We'll be dealing with that uh, this weekend. So uh, let's uh, move along and see where uh, things stand. There's current weather map, high pressures over the nation midsection where it's quiet. Uh, as of uh, early afternoon when this uh, map was drawn, uh, the storm had not quite uh, consolidated at this point. There were still three separate areas of low pressure. They are starting to consolidate uh, over the Outer Banks as a one uh, storm, uh, and that will be heading up the coast and causing uh, some more uh, ice and snow up north as well. Uh, Pennsylvania is currently covered by snow as of uh, early in the afternoon. In some places, you're going to see 18 to 24 inches up here. So if you have travel plans to the northeast uh, through Wednesday night and Thursday, be prepared for some uh, pretty significant delays. Now, uh, on to the forecast here, and uh, this is the current time on the upper air chart, broad trough over the eastern part of the country in the jet stream. Uh, this uh, little disturbance here is uh, the, the main upper support for our storm that's moving through. That will be pulling away from us uh, through Wednesday night and Thursday, and uh, resulting in the weather starting to quiet down some, although uh, another uh, a trough coming in from the west, a couple little shortwave features we call them, one down here over the Mississippi River, lower Mississippi Valley, another up in the Midwest will be heading our way. Uh, through uh, Wednesday night and Thursday as a result, uh, we just see some northwest flow snow up in the mountains, but it does stay unsettled in the mountains till Thursday and uh, cold with this upper trough over the area. Uh, through the rest of the week, as a matter of fact. Now, as this little uh, feature that's over the Midwest kind of zips in and uh, through uh, later Thursday and Thursday night, uh, that can cause some interesting effects. I'll talk about that more in a second. But after that, uh, through the end of the week, uh, we see a quiet spell, a transient upper ridge over the eastern part of the country. Uh, we don't really warm up as that pushes through, but we do get quiet for a brief period of time. And over the weekend, this uh, next storm system, uh, by uh, Saturday morning, is pushing into the middle Mississippi Valley. There's another uh, storm system trailing it as well, and the way these two uh, work together will determine how things uh, shake out over the weekend and Monday. Uh, some of the models are a little bit faster than the GFS with this and having it interact more with this uh, lead system here. And if that turns out to be the case, then uh, we could see some more active weather over the weekend. 
But as uh, the GFS shows, this uh, the system does move on through. The first one does uh, by uh, Sunday night, and then the second one moves through Monday and brings some rain to parts of South Carolina, if the GFS is to be believed. Behind that, a spell of quieter and warmer weather with mostly a west-to-east flow at the upper levels across the eastern part of the country. But as we head toward Christmas, another big trough digs in and uh, sends another cold front our way. It looks to be a pretty sharp one. Now, uh, let's uh, look at the surface pattern. Here's your Thursday boarding with the storm uh, raging uh, over the uh, northeast, causing uh, snow and uh, high winds up that way. So again, if you have travel plans that way, uh, be prepared for delays or maybe just to delay your travel on your own if you can, uh, maybe all the way to Friday. I expect that we'll see some northwest flow con snow continuing in the, the spine of the Appalachians all the way down into North Carolina through the day Thursday, and it may pick up for a time into the evening as those uh, two disturbances push through. As a matter of fact, there may be enough energy here that we see a, a shower or even a flurry uh, break containment, as we call it, sneak east of the mountains. So well, that'll be something to watch for, but I don't think impacts will be anything significant east of the mountains. In the mountains, uh, inches of snow will occur in the favored northwest flow locations. It'll be a little windy as well. Now again, quiet spell for Friday into Saturday with high pressure over the area, but we do remain chilly. Sunday we warm up ahead of that approaching cold front, uh, but again, that next front uh, will be moving in uh, on Sunday. The GFS shows very little happening with that front as it moves through on Sunday, but with that second system on Monday, some rain in South Carolina. Other models look a little different. Well, at least the European model does. Again, showing those two features, uh, more one consolidated feature perhaps, and potentially causing a more substantial period of rain on Sunday uh, across the Carolinas. So that's something we'll be watching out for. Now, as I said, early next week looks quiet. High pressure will be in charge of Pacific-type high pressure. So uh, we do see a warm-up during that period. A lot of 60s outside the mountains, most likely. But uh, by the time we get to Christmas Eve, there comes another cold front heading our way. And again, this looks to be a sharp one. This looks to be a pretty cold air mass coming in behind it. Perhaps the coldest air we've seen so far this season. So uh, keep that in mind that as we go into Christmas Eve, there's a chance it gets wet and maybe uh, even some snow in the mountains, then windy and colder behind it most likely uh, for Christmas Day with northwest flow snow in the mountains. So uh, that's the early indications of what we have for Christmas Day. Keep that in mind for any travel plans you might have for Christmas. Thanks, Frank, for that look at the forecast that lies ahead. We'll be taking next week off here on the Carolina Weather Group. Don't forget, you can unlock early access to future shows, including our behind-the-scenes look at frying pan shoals by becoming a sustaining member of the Carolina Weather Group at patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group. We will have a year-end review coming your way before the end of the year on the uh, platforms of the Carolina Weather Group. So whether you're subscribed to us on YouTube or maybe Apple Podcast on the audio forum, look for that to drop sometime after Christmas. Again, we had hoped to talk to the Weather Channel's Jim Cantori tonight, but duty called, and we'll be bringing you that interview here hopefully very soon in all of our subscription feeds of the Carolina Weather Group. So we thank you for uh, tuning in on this Wednesday night. Hope you have a very Merry Christmas if you're celebrating, and uh, Happy New Year as well, too. And keep an eye out for the Carolina Weather Group 2020. Look back, coming your way very soon. But for now, from Charlotte, I'm James Briarton. Be well.